we, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Well, greetings, friends and fellow citizens, and welcome to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Show and Podcast. My name is Tom Zawistowski. I'm the president of the We the People Convention, and I'm the host of this show. This show is brought to you by the donors of the We the People Convention, and thanks to their generous support, we have a five-station radio network that airs this radio show every Saturday morning throughout Ohio, uh, starting at 7 a.m. and going until 9 uh, a.m. And uh, we uh, are happy for those of you who have joined us on the radio. We're glad to have you with us. We think you're going to learn some things you aren't learning from any other news media. And uh, we hope we're going to give you some uh, good information about how you can personally protect and defend your individual freedom, liberty, and prosperity and then uh, help us protect and defend our nation and our Constitution. Uh, and it was just Constitution Day on Thursday, and our Constitution is under attack uh, from every direction. And so uh, it's very important that we protect our Constitution, as you'll see as we go through the show. also want to thank everybody who's listening on the podcast. Um, the podcast is posted every Friday morning at about... Uh, right about noon, and uh, it can be seen at wethepeopleconvention.org. If you go to wethepeopleconvention.org and click on the little yellow button on the front, it'll give you a list of all the radio stations. It'll also uh, have the podcast player in it, and then you can also watch it on YouTube or iTunes. You can listen on iTunes to the podcast. You can um, watch it on your TV, on uh, Amazon Fire TV and on Roku TV. So however you're getting the program, welcome to you. Thank you for joining us because, um, you know, there's these are very serious times and we've got some various things to talk about. So let me just get right into that. You know, I, I want you guys all to understand uh, that there's a bigger picture here than just this election, and that the election is part of really World War III. We are under attack from the Communist Chinese, and I, I don't, I'm not under, you know, stating that we are literally at war with China, or more precisely, China is at war with us, both you and I, and us, the United States. They have been for a long time, but. What's come forward this week is just shocking. And, and well, it's not really shocking. It's just shocking that it's come, it's become known because many of us have figured this is what happened in the first place. So I'm going to play you to start off the show this video clip. It's a little hard to understand because the woman who's the epidemiologist is Chinese, but you know, hopefully you can make it out. And if not, I'll go over it again when it's done. So listen to what this woman is now saying on Tucker Carlson's show. So I have evidence to show why they can do it, what they have done, how did they do it. So what you're saying is much more sinister even than we've suggested on this show than Tom Cotton, than almost anyone suggested. You're saying that the Chinese government manufactured 
this virus, if I'm hearing you correctly. That's what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Based on the virus genome, it's basically like our fingerprint. So you can see the very unusual characters in their genome, which clearly, based on the other evidence they left during the modification, we can see finally this is exactly the one come from their own special bad coronavirus and then target human. What you're alleging is shocking more even than I anticipated when we invited you on. I can tell you, this is created in the lab. This is from that template owned by China military. And also it is spread to the world to make such damage. To make such damage, do you believe the Chinese government released this intentionally, on purpose? Did they do this? Yes, of course, it's intentionally. Ladies and gentlemen, that's biological warfare. But there's no other way to put it. The Chinese government has attacked the United States and killed 200,000 of our people. That should be reason to declare war on China. Instead, we have media and Democrat socialist communists trying to argue with you about whether, you know, you should wear a mask or not. And, and the reasons for this are clear because they're all receiving funding from China. They are owned by China. And you're going to say, Oh, come on, Tom, you're being, you're exaggerating. So let me just go through a few examples. So here's a story that just came out this week that says Chinese communists are funding Black Lives Matter. You know, the people that are starting all the riots and burning our cities. Uh, futures, the Black Futures Lab, a venture of Black Lives founder Alicia Garza, is sponsored by the Chinese Progressive Association, an organization that works with Communist China's government to push its agenda in the United States, according to an investigation by Heritage Foundation's Mike Gonzalez. Gonzalez discovered the Black Future Lab donation page explicitly states they are financially sponsored project of the Chinese Progressive Association, explaining where donations uh, to Black Futures Lab are funneled directly to Black Lives Matter. Okay? So you can go to wethepeopleconvention.org, look at that article, click on the links, and get, get more information. Here's another story for you. Fed sees 19,888 fake state driver's licenses made in China in Chicago's O'Hare Airport. All of these 19,888 fake driver's licenses are registered to vote and all are registered to vote Democrat. Why are the Chinese making so many fake U.S. driver's licenses? Why are they being shipped to Chicago's O'Hare Airport? Why are all the names completely phony, yet all the registered voters registered to vote are registered as Democrats? Because they, the Chinese government, is funding voter fraud, right? So, so far we've said, we've shown, we've got a witness who says she's got the genome that shows that the Chinese military manufactured a completely unnatural virus. And you should go look at that Tucker Carlson interview in, in total, because it's amazing what she says. And so they've, they've conducted biological warfare on us, and they've, they're funding Black Lives Matter to help 
burn down our cities and they've got fake driver's license to help with voter fraud. But that's not enough. Let's go further. Last week, we talked about Kamala Harris, the vice presidential candidate in the Democrat Communist Party. And what did we find out? Yeah, her husband works for a company called D.L. Piper, a multinational law firm, which basically helps China get into foreign countries and, and, and embed themselves in foreign countries. The vice president of the Democrat Communist Party, her husband, gets paid by the Chinese communists. Yeah, well, that's not enough. Let's look at this. Remember last week we talked about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden took Chinese money. Remember, he got $1.4 billion when he flew on Air Force Two to China with his dad, Joe Biden, the vice president, right? And what did they do with some of that money? They uh, they purchased a company in Michigan called Hennings Automotive, which is now a Chinese military contractor and helps build Chinese parts for Chinese fighter jets. Oh, okay. So so the vice president and the you know the vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris is tied to the Chinese, and the vice president, who's now the presidential candidate for Democrat Communists, his son is tied to that. But yeah, but that's that's not enough. That's not enough. This past Friday, I had occasion to have dinner with Trevor Loudon and to hear him speak to a group. And he has a new book out called White House Reds. Okay, White House Reds is the name of this book. And Trevor gave me a copy of the book and signed it. And he has some very interesting stories to talk about. You know, one of the things he talked about was that the only people in our federal government that don't get security checked are elected officials. So congressmen and senators and most of their staff never get a security check that you would have to go through to just get a job at the post office. Okay? And because of that, Trevor Loudon claims there's a 100 congressmen who are controlled by the Communist Party. But I'm going to focus just on one congressman. Because in his book, he tells a story about a guy named Joe Biden. And about a young 29-year-old Joe Biden, who was a city council member, and he wanted to run for House, for you know, U.S. Congress, against a Republican incumbent who had an 80% approval rating. And lo and behold, he got approached by a guy named Al Gore Sr. Jeez, who was Al Gore Sr.? Well, he had been a senator from Tennessee. And Al Gore Sr. worked for this group called Council for a Livable World. And that organization was started by Leo Salazar, who was one of the people on the Manhattan Project, who was found to be a communist, who helped give the, the plans for nuclear weapons to the Soviets. And Salazar had started this Council for a Livable World back in 1962. Okay? And what did they figure out? What did Salazar and the communists figure out? They figured out that since every state has two senators, and each senator is is equal in their worth, that if you focused on small states, you could elect senators who would help your cause very inexpensively. So Al Al Gore Sr. recruited Joe Biden, and they provided all the money he needed to beat a Republican incumbent with an 80% approval rating. 
And throughout Joe Biden's career, his 47-year career in politics, he's been controlled by this communist Council for a Livable World. We're at war with China. China is at war with us. And you need to wake up and understand that we're going to have to fight them because they're bringing this to a head in our country right now. And you're going to see something in our next segment that's going to really spell it out for you. These are not accidents, ladies and gentlemen. This is not just an election. We're fighting for our very survival as a free nation. The communists are desperate because Donald Trump was, the jig was up, okay? He wouldn't be bribed. He couldn't be bribed. And all these people who have been bribed by the communists, like Mitch McConnell, who got $26 million from his Chinese wife's father, who's the head of the Chinese government's shipping companies. Mitch McConnell, Republican, $26 million. Whether you're Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, all these people have been bought. The Clintons, right? The missile technology, the ICBM technology to China. Remember that scandal? Yeah, they've all been on it. Barack Obama, the Bushes, all of them. We are in a major crisis, folks, and you better get ready to fight. And I, and I mean literally fight, because in the next six months, we could literally be in a shooting war with the Chinese. We'll talk more about that in other shows and a little bit more after this break. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion Radio Show and Podcast, and I'm Tom Zawistowski, and we'll be back after these short messages. Buckeye Firearms Association is Ohio's number one gun rights organization, protecting the rights of Ohio's 4 million gun owners. And you can get our weekly gun rights newsletter free. Receive breaking news and urgent alerts on gun laws. Stay up to date on self-defense and shooting sports. Discover pro-gun activities and events near you. Get your free gun rights newsletter now at bfanews.org. That's bfanews.org. bfanews.org. The Buckeye Institute was founded in 1989 and we're the longest serving free market think tank in the state of Ohio. My goal is removing barriers to prosperity that have been put in place by government. We want for Ohio to be the freest and most prosperous state in the country. The Buckeye Institute is a source of common sense ideas that will have an impact on the nation as well as the state of Ohio. Welcome back and we'll continue with our show. And we're going to talk about uh, something that we started on last week, and I'm going to follow up. If you remember, I, I played you a clip from Laura Logan, who said she has seen this before in foreign countries. This being the election interference, the riots, the demon the trying to defund police, the chaos that is being intentionally caused. This week, we got some more information, and importantly, we saw... Who's orchestrating this? Who is the mastermind of this? And so now I'm going to play you a clip from Tucker Carlson talking about the people in our government who are doing this to our country. Darren Beatty joins us tonight to explain. Darren, thanks so much for coming on. So for our viewers who are not familiar with the color revolutions in Eastern Europe, state as clearly as you can what you think is going on right now in this election? What's the end game for Democrats? Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, many have described the actions taken against Trump as a coup. 
And this is certainly correct, but it's a little bit general and vague. What's unfolding before our eyes is a very specific type of coup called the color revolution. It's a regime change model favored by many in our national security apparatus, particularly against Eastern European countries to overthrow target regimes that they don't like. Right. The color revolution model is a little bit more delicate and subtle. It has several characteristics, but the chief characteristics of it is a combination of an engineered contested elections scenario combined with massive mobilized protests, which they call as a term of art, peaceful protests and acts of civil disobedience. If that sounds familiar, it gets even better. It's not only the same strategies and tactics used against Trump that is used against Eastern European dictators that our national security apparatus doesn't like. It's literally the same people who are color revolution professionals who have a long history of using these same tactics against foreign leaders they don't like to use against democratically elected President Donald Trump. It's the same people using the very same playbook. Now, I'd like to talk about one of the key figures in this operation, a nexus point, not only between color revolutions overseas and the color revolution against Trump, but a nexus point between lawfare and mass mobilization and so-called peaceful protests. This is a man by the name of Norm Eisen. Norm Eisen is a key legal hatchet man, Democrat operative, former Obama ethics czar, believe it or not. And he is also a key architect of nearly every effort to censor, sue, impeach, and overthrow the president. He is the author of, in fact, a color revolution playbook, literally called the playbook. And one of the items he calls for in his playbook to overthrow regimes overseas he doesn't like is engineering election fraud scenarios using election fraud to engineer mass protests to question le the legitimacy of the target leader. Norm Eisen has a long and checkered history going all the way back to his days at Crew, which is a lawfare arm. He's been behind over 180 lawsuits against Trump. He authored 10 articles of impeachment before the president's phone call was even made. He was special counsel to the Democrats for the impeachment process. He was literally involved in every aspect of this color revolution against Trump. His latest okay. act, and perhaps his greatest act coming up, is to use lawfare in order to overturn the 2020 election. So there you have it. This is being orchestrated. All of this is being done on purpose by people who are employed by the Democrat Communist Party. This is not an accident. These are people in our own deep state, okay? So we are already in a civil war, aren't we? We've got people, and you're going to see some stories next to prove it, who are commies in our government, as Trevor Loudon said, who are now trying to use these tactics to overthrow our government. And this Norm Eisen person is a traitor, and he should be arrested and charged as a traitor because he is doing nothing but 
trying to overthrow the government of the United States. And it's outrageous. And so we're going to dig more into this. But I, I do want to tell you that something also very important happened this week where AG Bill Barr told prosecutors to be aggressive and to include potentially charging suspects with plotting to overthrow the government. Attorney General Bill Barr has told federal prosecutors to consider charging violent protesters with sedition and other criminal statutes. Barr made the comments last week during a conference call with U.S. attorneys, according to the Wall Street Journal, which cited people familiar with the conversation. During the call, the news outlets reported that Barr told prosecutors to be aggressive to include potentially charging suspects with plotting the overthrow of the U.S. government. The pertinent statutes would fall under the U.S. Code section that deals with seditious conspiracy. The 18 U.S. Code subsection 2384 statute reads, If two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or destroy by force the government of the United States or to levy war against them or to oppose by force the authority thereof or by force to prevent, hinder, or delay the execution of any law of the United States or by force to seize, take, or possess any property of the United States contrary to the authority therefore, they shall each be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. So Antifa, Black Lives Matter, when they're trying to take over the federal courthouse in Portland, that's sedition. That's what this is about. And during the conference call with prosecutors, Barr reportedly warned that violent demonstrators could grow worse, demonstrations could grow worse leading up to November's elections. So AG Barr gets this. We are in a civil war. People are trying to overthrow our government. And we've got to stop them. And I was so happy to see A.G. Barr do that. I was also happy to see this article that came out. In a stunning rebuke, Attorney General William Barr on Wednesday night decried the conduct of any of many career prosecutors inside the Department of Justice, whom he said were too interested in political headhunting and unwilling to accept policy decisions from their chain of command. Letting the most junior members set the agenda might be a good philosophy for a Montessori preschool, but it's no way to run a federal agency, Barr said, during an event hosted by conservative Hillsdale College. Barr said he is refusing to allow insubordinate prosecutors dictate policy, rejecting the notion that such leadership constitutes political interference. What exactly am I interfering with, he asked. Under the law, all prosecutorial powers invested in the attorney general. So he has a right to tell these people how to do their job. They work for him. He works for the president. Barr did raise concerns about politics inside the DOJ, saying too many prosecutors were angling to score political points or or, or career advancement by pursuing high-profile figures without regard to the evidence and the law. I'd like to be able to say that we don't see headhunting in the Department of Justice, he said, but that would not be truthful. I see it every day. We have a civil war going on within our own government because it's full of Democrat, communist, socialists and has been since the 50s. We talked about McCarthy and how he was right and then left demonized him in Hollywood and in the media because he was right. We found out he was right when the Soviet Union fell and we read the documents. Everyone that McCarthy said was a commie was. 
And, they, and he only got 30% of them. So actions need to be taken. And there are some actions being taken finally by the Senate Republicans who have been just asleep at the switch. The Senate Homeland Security Committee voted to subpoena many names familiar to those who have been following the slew of investigations, including former CIA Director John Brennan, former National Det Intelligence Director James Clapper, along with Jim Comey and two former FBI agents who had uh, were repeatedly targeted, the target of uh, President Trump's wrath because they were guilty of sin, right? So finally, the subpoenas were approved along party lines as part of the panel's crossfire hurricane probe. Additionally, the panel is seeking information on the Justice Department Inspector General review of the origins of the Russia probe and unmasking of officials affiliated with the 2016 Trump campaign. You think so? You think it's a little too late? Well, here's a list of the people they subpoenaed. So at least these people are going to have to testify under oath. Former CIA Director Brent Brennan, the Director of National Intelligence Clapper, FBI Director Comey, Sidney Blumenthal, the attorney and, and, and Clinton fixer, former Obama Chief of Staff Dennis McDonough, FBI Counsel Lisa Page, FBI Agent Joe Cotta, Ambassador of the United Nations Samantha Powers, FBI Director of Counterintelligence Bill Priestap, White House National Security Advisor Susan Rice, FBI Agent Peter Strzok, FBI Lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith, James Baker, former FBI Director Andrew uh, McCabe, DOJ uh, official Bruce Orr, FBI case agent Steve Soma, former U.S. Ambassador to Russia Don Teft, and Deputy Attorney General T Tashina Gahar and Stefan Halper. About time. You're three years too late, senators, Republican senators. It's terrible. It's just terrible. All right. So before we uh, wrap up the radio show, let me just, you know, recap some of the good things that are going on because I know you're, that stuff wasn't very happy, right, for us to hear. So here's some good things going on. First of all, we're doing great with our NRA texting. You can still volunteer at 703-708-4664. 703-708-4664. Text the words P2P to do the texting, peer-to-peer, -peer, P2P, or text D2D, door-to-door, D2D, to 703-708-4664 if you want to help with that. We're just killing it, folks. We're doing absolutely unbelievable. If you were involved with the, the Trump train road rallies or the boat regattas or the sine waves, please go to freeohionow.com and, and register. Now, why do I say do that? Well, if you register your event, then other people will know about it. We had ours in Portage County last week, and we were we had 45 cars. I would say 15 of those people, I did not know who they were. They just saw it at freeohionow.com and came down. So you've got to do that. Register your event at freeohionow.com, and then people will come, okay? And, you know, the road rally in, in Cincinnati – if you get my press releases, if you get my texts and emails, and if you don't, go to wethepeopleconvention.org or on the front page, put in your email address and your phone number. And I've explained to you before, I need your phone number because Google and Yahoo and AOL are blocking 60% of my emails. So I send you a text with a link to the emails so you don't miss them. And I also send you, when I do a, a big story on our webpage, I let you know. But I put out a story about how the media completely tried to cover up the Trump train road rally in Cincinnati. And, and it was, it was really unbelievable because, you know, the bottom line is there were 
I'm getting reports now that there might have been 20,000 cars on I-275 around Cincinnati. 20,000 cars. So guess what, media? Guess what, Google and Facebook and Twitter and big tech? You can't hide 20,000 cars. These cars were double file both directions for 82 miles. You can't hide us. You can't hide the Trump support. That's why we do the Trump train road rallies. That's why you should do your own Trump train road rally. That's why you should do a sine wave. Because it works. Because they can't stop you. And they're not stopping us. We're just killing it. Okay? Everywhere. Across the state. Across the nation. Our barn billboard program. Thank you to all of you who have donated. I can't tell you how important it's been. We now are up to... 85 barns that have signs on them. We are close to 1.5 million impressions a week because of your donations. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And the people who are getting them, they're just loving it. They're just loving it. So just, you know, keep donating so we can keep putting these giant, I mean, 20 foot by 40 foot billboards all over the state. We're on big roads where people can really see it. I want to just remind you of a couple more things. Poll workers. We've got to get enough people to work the polls or we won't be able to vote in person. Go to the Secretary of State's webpage. It's, it's just, you know, search for Ohio Secretary of State. It's SOSOhio.gov, I think. Okay. And then click on elections and voting. And when you click on that, you'll see a thing that says poll workers and you'll see the poll worker dashboard. Put in your county. And it'll just pull up all the number of poll workers they need in your county and look at the end. It'll tell you how many more we need. We're still short. You got to do this. Okay. If you want to vote in person, we got to have people to work at the polls. So please do that. The other thing we talked about, you got to register to vote. The, the deadline to register to vote is October 6th. Okay. So we're running out of time. I talked to you about the hunters last week. Make sure you're contacting everyone and just go to voteohio.gov and you could register to vote. Okay. That's really important. But the bottom line is we want to, we want to have everyone vote down ticket. We want you, all Republicans. We, the, I just showed you in the whole beginning of the show that the, there is no Democratic party. There is none. It's been taken over by the communists. And if you vote for any Democrat for any office, then you are voting to aid the communist takeover and destruction of the United States. Don't be a commie. Don't vote for any Democrat. Vote down ticket for Republicans. You've got to start telling people that. So I appreciate you tuning in on the radio this week. Uh, we hope you'll be back next week. We'll hope you'll tell other people about it. But if you want to hear the rest of the show, because the radio show is only 26 minutes, the rest of the show is like an hour, go to wethepeopleconvention.org, click on the podcast button, and watch the rest of the show. It'll be really worth it. I'm glad you joined us for the radio show this week. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to the We The People Convention News and Opinion Radio Show and Podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski. The We The People Convention News and Opinion Radio Program is paid for by donors like you. You can donate to the We The People Convention and support our cause by going to wethepeopleconvention.org or by sending your check in any amount to We The People Convention, P.O. Box 6211, Akron, Ohio, 44312.
All right. Thanks for sticking around for the podcast. We're sure glad you did. We've got lots of good stories to cover. And, um, you know, we're going to get right to it. Remember last week I talked to you about how important it was that President Trump had signed an order to stop this critical race theory, Black Lives Matter nonsense from being taught to our government employees and members of the military. He also uh, said that they were going to investigate the teaching of the 1619 Project and Black Lives you know, Matter's Marxist ideology theory in our schools, to our school kids. Okay? And I said to you, I even produced a special video at wethepeopleconvention.org that, that talked about why this was one of the most important things that President Trump has done since he's been president. Because that's going on offense. Now we're, it's like defunding them. It's defaying them. They've been using our tax dollars to, to sow this hate for America. How stupid were we for letting that happen? But now the president has acted. And I mean he's acted. Here's a good example. This week, there was a story that the Center for Disease Control was going to have this training despite the president's order. And, and so the guy that originally put out the stories about this, you know, critical race uh, training, this uh, Rufo guy, he, uh, he put out the story that the Center for Disease Control was going to be carrying on this training. And the president, uh, through his, uh, OMB director, Russ Vought said, Oh no, you don't. It's canceled. He shut him down. It's not just talk, folks. It's action. And that's what we need. And the president is is getting it, and he's acting to fight decisively. And that's what we need if we want to survive. That's what we need to do. So if you get my emails and you're from Ohio, you'll see that I sent out an email this week, a follow-up email, where I highlighted that President Trump had stopped the CDC from teaching his critical race theory. And I said, so, Governor DeWine, what are you? Are you an American patriot who will protect our children, or are you a Marxist who is supporting the communist indoctrination of our children? Because that's the bottom line. We passed, our, our Ohio State School Board passed this heinous Rule 20 in July that basically says we're going to indoctrinate all the teachers, all the school board members, all state employees with this BLM garbage. And it's up to Mike DeWine to stop it. And so we're not going to let up on Mike DeWine, and you shouldn't let up on Mike DeWine. You should call Mike DeWine. You should send him emails. You should go to wherever he is. You should talk to your House member, House and Senate members in, in Ohio and demand that this be stopped, that the governor step in, just like President Trump did, and say, you're not going to indoctrinate our kids to hate America. So, Governor DeWine, are you a Marxist or are you an American? That's what we need to know. Now, you know, again, we're still all upset with Governor DeWine for his tyranny with this COVID nonsense and the masking stuff. And so there's a big decision this week where a federal judge ruled that the Pennsylvania's coronavirus orders are unconstitutional. Uh, this was on Monday. Uh, the, a U.S. District Court Judge William Stickman, a Trump nominee, appointee, said in his opinion that COVID-19 orders from uh, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf and Pennsylvania Secretary of State Rachel Levin, who's a guy, not a woman, violated and continue to violate the First Amendment right to freedom of assembly and the due process and equal protection clauses of the 14th Amendment. 
The efforts to stop the spread of coronavirus, he said, were undertaken with good intentions of addressing a public health emergency, but even in an emergency, the authority of government is not unfettered. Okay? So this highlights what Bill Barr said, like in, in May, April. He said, you can, you can have a state of emergency, but it doesn't go on forever. And you can't lock us in our houses if we haven't committed a crime. You can't put us under house arrest. You can't make healthy people wear masks. That's what they're doing. So now they're going to try to appeal this to the Supreme Court. But as you know, in Ohio, we also fired a, a, a case. Tom Renz, the attorney for a group called Ohio Stands Up, he has filed a lawsuit basically moving to, to end the uh, you know, state of emergency in Ohio. And that suit lawsuit was granted discovery in federal court. That's a big deal. And, and Attorney Rents is asking for a jury trial where citizens would be impaneled to listen to uh, to a profound and detailed uncovering of evidentiary fraud on a truly massive scale. And then this jury would hear how the fraud is leveraged, leveraging the lockdowns and the destruction of businesses and lives and the, and the removal of our freedom. So this is really key because Tom Rents, the attorney for Ohio Stands Up, is going to put Mike DeWine on trial where he has to provide evidence. He's provided nothing, folks. All he's provided is fear. That's what he's provided is fear. It's got to end. Now, the legislature has been worthless. They've done nothing either, but at least we've got some people trying. Ohio uh, Representative Diane Grindel has uh, has drafted a, a bill that she thinks will end the um, emergency in Ohio, and it's called the Restore Ohio Now Bill. The legislation uh, has an emergency provision which would make the bill immediately enforceable upon passage, effectively striking down DeWine's executive order 2020-01-D that declared the state of emergency on March 9th. It is critical for the sake of our people and our Constitution that one branch of government cannot solely supersede our entire state with overwhelming and unchecked authority, Grindel says in her Facebook statement, adding, this is not only an issue of getting our state and Ohioans back on track, it is also about protecting the foundations of our government, of how our government is supposed to constitutionally function for the people. Absolutely right, Representative Grindel. Our problem, folks, is that this experience has proven that our government is systemically broken, that we have given way too much power to people like DeWine, certainly to the health director. This is, this is unconstitutional. This is them ruling over us. And even though DeWine, when he was questioned by Jack Windsor, commented, uh, commenting about the Pennsylvania ruling, DeWine said, you know, I don't think any uh, elected official should have unlimited powers and all that stuff. Yet that's exactly what he's exercised. So we, the people, after this is over, we're going to have to do a constitutional amendment that strips power from our elected officials because they've proven they aren't worthy. They shouldn't have it. They've abused us as people. And we've got to stop that in the future or we'll never have our freedom back. And goodness gracious, if Mike, if Donald Trump doesn't win, that's going to be the big problem. I'll guarantee you that. I've got a couple more stories here and then we'll go to another break. There, you know, Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court or the federal judge just ruled that their, you know, their laws were unconstitutional as far as the COVID. 
but a state Supreme Court judge or the state Supreme Court has made some big rulings today. This is on uh, Friday, I believe, uh, 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 you know, of this week that they have changed the, their election rules to basically are going to favor Joe Biden in a big way. Okay. Basically what they've done, uh, in less than seven weeks before election day, the state's uh, high court extended the deadline for mail-in ballots to be returned, allowed voters to use Dropbox boxes to return them, and remove the Green Party's presidential ticket from the ballot. Now, if you will remember, I did a story a while back where uh, um, it's on wethepeopleconvention.org where um, uh, Dick uh, Morris had said he thought that the third-party candidates, the Libertarian and the Green Party candidates, were actually going to help Trump this time where they heard him in 2016. And so by Pennsylvania taking the Green Party candidate off the ballot, that's going to be more votes for Joe Biden. But let me read this last statement here that's really frightening. The court ordered that mail ballots be counted as long as county election officials receive them by 5 p.m. the Friday after the November 3rd election. Okay, so that's not as bad as Ohio, which has to go to the 10th. So it's only three days. But here's the kicker. To count ballots arriving after Election Day must either be postmarked by November 3rd or have no proof that they were sent afterwards. What? you got to prove a negative. Okay, so they either, they, they either have to be postmarked by November 3rd but ballots that arrived by the new deadline with missing or illegible postmarks will still be counted. Do you know what that means in places like Philadelphia where they cheat routinely? That means that when they, they're going to know how many votes Trump has and how many votes Biden has. And then for three days afterwards, they're going to be able to manufacture ballots with no postmarks on them and drop them off and say they should be counted, folks. This is why the people in the rural areas of Pennsylvania are going to have to win this election overwhelmingly so that the cheating in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh can't take it. And and so this is, again, just election interference. This is just what we talked about when we talked about the color revolution and lawfare in that video, right? This is what they're trying to do, undermine the election. And so here in Ohio, we had this insane judge order that absentee ballots can be either emailed in or faxed to the Board of Elections. You just can't make this stuff up, folks. Last Friday, September 11th, Franklin County Common Pleas Judge Stephen L. McMackintosh, a Democrat, of course, sided with the Ohio Democratic Party's attorneys who argued nothing in current state law prohibits state officials from offering an online option for absentee voting. Uh, Maxash Friday ruling says the state must allow voters to fill out a physical form and email an image or fax it to their county elections office. This is insane. Do you understand that Google reads every email, including the attachments, so they would know who you voted for? And maybe they would just say, ah, we're not going to deliver that email to the Board of Elections. Ohio Secretary of State Franklin Rose, a Republican, said, Today's ruling rolls out the red carpet to Russian hackers, painted a giant bullseye on the back of our election system, and upended the significant progress Ohio has made on election cybersecurity. 
LaRose said in a statement. It injects chaos into what was already a challenging election for our county boards of election, and we are confident that a higher court will correct this quickly. I reached out to Dr. Robert Epstein, the foremost expert in Google and big tech information manipulation, censorship, and election interference, and he said, Ohio's plan to allow voting by email is outrageous. Ballots could be altered in route, delayed, deleted, or even faked. This must not be allowed, said Epstein. And so on uh, Saturday, September 12th, the 10th District Court of Appeals granted an emergency stay on this judge's ruling, but it still hasn't been overturned. And that's just, again, what the Democrats are trying to do. They're trying to create chaos with our election, and we can't let them. So... You know, what the fight is ahead of us, folks. That's why you've got to sign up to work at the Board of Elections. That's why you all have to vote in person. No mailing of ballots, no emailing of ballots, none of that. I told you last week, there's 28 days you can vote in person in in Ohio. Go to your Board of Elections and vote on a machine. It's the safest way to do it, and it's the best way to do it. So we're going to take another quick break before we come back for our final segment. You're listening to the We the People Convention News and Opinion radio show and podcast. And my name is Tom Zawistowski. This is Jordan Sekulow with the American Center for Law and Justice. At the ACLJ, we are committed to fighting the deep state and protecting freedom the right to life, religious liberty, and fighting for the Constitution. The ACLJ has experienced tremendous success in litigating cases at all levels of the judiciary, from the federal district court level to the Supreme Court of the United States. We have offices in Washington, D.C., Jerusalem, and all around the world. You can find out more about the ACLJ and join us by visiting aclj.org. Did you know that the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio is the largest statewide life group in the state? Are you tired of the compromised approach to pro-life legislation that has been the status quo for far too long? Since 2017, the efforts of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio has changed that approach, closing loopholes and making pro-life laws enforceable. Visit rtlaohio.org or call 440-668-4049 for details. All right, we're going to go to our final segment here. And we've got some you know, mixed bag, good news, bad news, different things here. Um, many of you will remember that the, uh, they, again, I want all of you to understand, no matter what you hear on the news, just understand that it's, a, it's election generated. Okay, so they did that story in the Atlantic magazine, a complete loser magazine, that Trump disparaged dead soldiers. And it was completely debunked. But they don't care. They don't care. It's just throwing a stink bomb out there, right? But something good happened as a result. Dozens of retired generals and admirals signed a letter backing Trump for re-election. Some 235 military officers have signed a letter backing the re-election of President Donald Trump and warning that electing former Vice President Joe Biden would lead to growing influence in government by socialists and Marxists. Say, it's not just me. It's not just you. This is 235 generals and admirals saying that Joe Biden's going to bring Marxism to us. The letter released Monday by the Trump-Pence campaign was signed by eight four-star generals or admirals, 42 three-star generals or admirals, and at least one Medal of Honor recipient, retired Marine General Jim Livingston. Um, you know, basically, the letter said that Joe Biden, you know, what did he do? Well, he, you know, he was for, um, you know, he, he was for all the wars in Syria. He was, he was, you know, he was for all kinds of overseas intervention. He was for the Iran nuclear deal. 
right? So Joe Biden is not somebody the military represents. What did Joe Biden and Barack Obama do to uh, help the vets, the VA, after uh, when they had it for eight years? They did nothing. They did nothing. So it's good to see military people getting behind President Trump, particularly when we have military people at the top that Obama put in who are you know, basically part of the coup attempt. We're going to need all the military men we've got to fight this coup attempt. Here's some good news for those of you who like football as much as I do. Uh, the Big Ten uh, finally got it right because of pressure by President Trump, and they are going to start playing football October 23rd and 24th. After saying they weren't going to play till next spring and all this stuff, um, you know, pressure from parents, pressure from President Trump, who kept saying, you people need you to play ball. I talked about you last week. I talked with you about the, the poll that that tag, Taglafar group did that said that um, the Big Ten not playing moves undecided voters towards Trump. So the Big Ten is going to start playing October 23rd, a couple weeks before the election. Trump can take credit for that. They're going to play a nine-game schedule, and, and they're going to be able to compete for the national championship. That's good stuff. Now, they're only going to let like 6,000 people in the stands and other stupid things like that. But, you know, what are you going to do, right? We're, we'll fight that battle. But this is a win for us, and we're glad. Now, here's, here's something that just, I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I just, I'm going to, you know, you listen and you tell me what you think, okay? This story says, WTAM, a radio station, big radio station in Cleveland, the biggest AM station in, in Cleveland, fires anchor who referred to Kamala Harris as colored, okay? WTAM, 1100 AM, has fired an anchor who referred to Senator Kamala Harris as the nation's first colored vice presidential candidate in a news promo Wednesday. In a news pro- promo the guy uh, said, Kyle Cornell, the U.S. officially has its first colored vice presidential candidate. More coming up after the game. Apparently, I didn't know this, but but colored's now not allowed. If he would have said the, the U.S. has its first woman as color of color as a vice president, he would have been okay. But they fired this guy for saying the U.S. officially has its first colored vice presidential candidate. Don't you think in a sane world you would say, no, that's wrong. Colored is offensive if you use it the wrong way, so don't do it again. Oh, no, no. The the, the, the general manager, Ray Davis, said, we are aware of the reference made on WTM by Kyle Cornell. We take this matter very seriously and address it immediately. The term used is extremely offensive and does not line with our station's core values and commitment to the communities we serve. He is no longer at WTAM. Ray, I know you. You're a coward. So is iHeartMedia. This is a guy who made a simple mistake. That he said all along, he said, I was, it was never the goal, you know, to, to, to say anything that was malicious in any sort of way or trying to, you know, to, to, to hurt her character. It's a mistake. The guy got fired. Ray Davis should get fired. This is what's wrong. We've lost our minds. Here's the next story. Google removes autocomplete for candidates in voting. Ahead of the U.S. presidential election, Google said that it will now remove any autocomplete predictions that seem to endorse or oppose a candidate or political party and claims about voting or the electoral process, according to the CNN report. 
The tech company says it will now remove any autocomplete predictions that seem to endorse or oppose a candidate or a political party or that make a claim about voting or the electoral process. Okay, so this is what Dr. Epstein has talked to us about on our uh, videos. You can find it at wethepeopleconvention.org. And that is that when you start taking typing Donald Trump, they put a list below that you think is the most popular search terms, but Dr. Epstein has shown that they were intended to mislead you. So in 16, they would say, if you start typing Donald Trump, it would say, is a criminal. Uh, or, you know, Donald Trump, uh, you know, uh, you know, lied or something like that. And Hillary Clinton, you know, gets this award or Hillary Clinton prays for this. Though they're finally been exposed on this, apparently, and they're not going to do the autofill. Now you can still type, you know, Donald Trump, you know, XYZ, and it'll still find those things and give you a list, but it's not going to autofill. I think that's a good thing. All right. I think that's a good thing. Because it's, it takes away one more way that they psychologically manipulate you. So we'll celebrate that. And here's the last thing we're going to celebrate because it's a big deal. President Trump's peace deal, folks. You know, we, we, people were joking about it last, last week when the United Arab Emirates said they were going to, you know, uh, you know, do a peace deal with, uh, with Israel. They, you know, people said, oh yeah, Trump's going to be nominated for the peace, you know, Nobel Peace Prize. And he was, and he's been twice. And now, You've got all kinds of people who are starting to sign up. Matter of fact, they're talking about Bahrain has just signed up. They're talking about Saudi Arabia and they're talking about all the Middle Eastern countries that are, that are uh, Sunni. Okay. Who are against the Shia from Iran are binding together with Israel because Iran is the big bully. That is good for us. That means our boys, our girls don't have to go there and defend oil. Right. These countries now get the message. The U.S. doesn't need them anymore. They better defend themselves and they better get together if they're going to do that. And that's what this is really about. So these are business deals, okay? And there's going to be military cooperation, but this is going to be good for the United States. See? And this is where, you know, President Trump, we, we always talked about how fracking was an, an energy, was a national security issue. If we didn't do fracking and Joe Biden and Barack Obama tried to ban fracking and Joe Biden has said he's going to ban it again, even though depending on which poll you're reading, he's he's speaking out both ways. Oh, I'm not going to ban fracking. Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, I'm not going to do the Green Deal, New Deal. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, I'm against Medicare for all. Oh, no, I'm not. He'll say anything you you need to hear based on the polls. He's a liar. All communists are liars. They're taught that in Rules for Radical. But but Donald Trump's not a liar, despite what they try to tell you. He, he means what he says, and he does what he says. He said he was going to fight for peace in the Middle East. He's done something no president has done since Jimmy Carter got Egypt and Israel to sign a peace deal. This is a big deal because it's going to save us trillions of dollars. It's going to give us a world that's more aligned with us and keeping Iran in check. And it's going to be really important if we end up at war with China, which I think is highly likely. So this are, these are the things that President Trump is doing. He gets no credit for, but it's why we must do everything we possibly can. And I mean everything, folks. You cannot hold back. You've got to give every last ounce of your effort and time and money to do everything you can to convince people to vote for Donald Trump, to register people to vote, to get them out to vote. 
to vote in person, to do the Trump train road rallies, the sign waves, you know, volunteer with the NRA. This is it. We're fighting for our very lives. And I mean fighting. And you better be ready because I, I honestly believe there's going to be people dying. Lots of people dying in the streets because the communists aren't going to give up. And until we crush China, this is going to keep going. And that's what we have to do. We have to crush China because they're evil. And if we put enough pressure on them, particularly through the banking system, their own people are going to revolt against them. They're not as strong as they say they are. Never believe that. Just like, you know, the Democrats and the liberals, they lie to themselves and they believe their own lies. We know they're not as big or strong as they think they are. Everything shows that. That's why we have, you know, 220,000 cars circulating Cincinnati on I-275 and they don't. Have you seen any Biden Trump trains or Biden, you know, sign waves? No, you haven't. Because they don't have the people we have. We've got to crush them, defeat them. Every Democrat. There is no Democratic Party. There's only communists. You've got to make that clear. You've got to share this podcast with everyone you know. That's how we get new viewers. So tell people about this podcast. And then send me stories at info at wethepeopleconvention.org because that's what I need to do a great show. And I got a lot of short, these stories from you guys that I did today. So I'm going to wrap it up. You're listening to the We The People Convention News and Opinion Radio Show and Podcast. And my name's Tom Zawistowski, and I'll see you next week.